When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so that they might go and anoint Jesus' body. And very early, on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He's not here. Look, there is the place they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. So they went out, and they fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Well, it's Easter, and it turns out that Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers were right. See, all the way back in 1981, Tom Petty sang that the waiting is the hardest part. And he wasn't the first to say it. He definitely wasn't the first to experience it, but Tom Petty was right. The waiting is the hardest part. A few weeks ago, I was talking to somebody who was waiting for test results. The doctors knew that something was wrong, that it was probably cancer, but they didn't have any answers yet, and all this person could do was wait. And, and I don't know if this person is a Tom Petty fan or not. I, I guess I forgot to ask them in the middle of this lighthearted, cheerful conversation, but at one point, they said to me, you know, the waiting is the hardest part. Recently, life has felt like a lot of waiting. We're all feeling it. Our lives have been upended for so long, and we are so tired of it. It has been a long and difficult winter, and we're still waiting waiting for COVID to be gone, waiting to get the vaccine, waiting to feel safe, waiting for school to go back to normal, waiting for test results, waiting for the strike to end, <laughs> waiting for Cam Newton to play better football, waiting for Carson Wentz to play better football, waiting to reopen the church building so that we can worship in the sanctuary together waiting to see and touch our loved ones, waiting to take off our masks, waiting for that ship to get unstuck, waiting to see if our children will make good choices, waiting to see if our nation will make good choices, waiting for the Cransons to finish this year's maple syrup because Penny just used the last of it, and, and she knows when we're trying to use the store brand stuff. Waiting for spring even waiting for a decent sermon idea 
because, oh, now it's Friday and Easter is coming, so please give me some inspiration. Waiting for life to get back to normal. I mean, waiting is always a part of our lives, but there's been a lot more of it recently. And one of the reasons that Tom Petty got it right and waiting is so hard is because waiting takes away our feeling of control. Having to wait reminds us that we're not in control of this world or our lives. We're not even fully in control of our own bodies. And that makes us feel vulnerable and scared. Scared of what may happen. And so waiting often is the hardest part. This morning, we heard a story about waiting. We might not think of it that, right, right, that way because the Bible goes right from Good Friday to Easter morning. But these women that we read about, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James, Salome, they've been waiting. See, Jesus was crucified on Friday the day of preparation for the Sabbath, when God's people rested from all their work. Jewish law demanded that when someone was crucified, their dead body had to be removed and buried on the same day. And so there was a rush to get Jesus' body off the cross and into a tomb before the Sabbath began. And these faithful women loved Jesus so much, who remained with Jesus the whole time he was on the cross. They saw where his body was laid. It was custom to prepare dead bodies with ointments and oils and spices, and they wanted to do this so badly to honor Jesus, to show their love for him one last time, to grieve together but instead they had to go home because the Sabbath was beginning. They had to wait and wait and wait. And for these women, the waiting was the hardest part. They were grieving. They were scared that at any moment they might be arrested or worse because they were followers of Jesus. They were upset that the body of their friend was lying in a tomb without anyone to perform these rituals with love or care, but all they could do was wait. And so it's no wonder that these women went to the tomb very early on the first day of the week. They were tired of waiting, and so they went at the first possible moment. They went to the tomb The male disciples, they were in hiding because they were afraid, but the women, the women went to the tomb. They weren't sure that they would even be able to do anything. They didn't know how they'd get past the big stone at the entrance, but the women went to the tomb. And every year on Easter, we hear what they found. The tomb is empty. Messengers and angels declare that that Jesus isn't there because he's been raised from the dead and he's alive. 
But there's something important about this version of the story, something about the way Mark tells it that we need to see. Something that matters for us as people who have spent so much of our lives recently waiting and who are waiting still. You see, in Mark's version of the Easter story, the women never actually get to see Jesus. He never appears. Take a look. There's an empty tomb, and a young man announces that Jesus isn't there, and then that's it. At the end of this resurrection story, they're still waiting to see Jesus. They're still waiting. Now, from what we can tell, the Gospel of Mark originally ended right there, with the women fleeing from the tomb in fear and amazement. The last words are literally, they said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. And at some point, the church realized that that maybe ending the story with fear and silence wasn't the best look, that this ending was too abrupt. And and besides, it, it wasn't true. The women did go and share the good news. We know they did because we've heard it. And so over the years, multiple different endings were written for Mark's story. And the shortest one simply says that the women went with joy and with faith and told the news to the male disciples, and they were all sent from east to west to share the story of salvation. Do you see? At the end of this story, the women were still waiting to see Jesus, but now the waiting was different. Just hearing the news that Jesus had risen, just hearing it was enough to change everything. They were still waiting, but now, now they were waiting in hope. This morning we are gathered because like these women, we have heard it proclaimed that Jesus is risen. We have not seen his resurrected body for ourselves but we have heard the news and that's enough to change everything. Because God raising Jesus from the dead was was God proclaiming that Good Friday will not have the last word and neither will violence, evil, and injustice that's in our world and lives today. Raising Jesus from the dead was God proclaiming that sin and evil are incapable of holding back God's love for us and our sins and wrongdoings, our flaws and shortcomings, our insecurities and fears will not keep God from loving us no matter what. Raising Jesus from the dead was God proclaiming that there is always hope That just as God turned Good Friday into Easter Sunday, crucifixion into victory, suffering into blessing, death into new life, so God is still doing the same thing today, bringing new life and goodness in unexpected ways and places. The resurrection shows who and what gets the last word, not death, Not empire, not shame, not oppression or anger or hate, not 
fear that is concerned only with itself, not nationalism or white supremacy or COVID, God gets the last word. Life gets the last word. Resurrection gets the last word. Hope gets the last word. Christ has triumphed over death. Christ is risen. And this world is marching inevitably and irresistibly toward resurrection and new life. And no terror or fear, no addiction or pain, no oppression or injustice can or will change that. For the tomb is empty. And that is why we wait in hope. Because Jesus is risen. To be honest, it has sometimes been difficult for me to feel hope over this past year. I know that I'm not alone. All of this waiting has been hard. And many of us have felt worry and fear over many things. And the truth is that we still have some waiting ahead of us. I don't know when we'll be able to safely reopen the church building. I don't know when COVID will pass. I don't know when life will get back to something more normal. But I do know that Jesus is risen. And because of that, we wait in hope. Not focused just on what we're waiting for. Not consumed with worry about what may happen, but living here and now in the present, eyes and ears open, listening for the good new thing that God is calling us towards, trusting that if God can take a cross and turn it into an empty tomb, then there is hope. Trusting that because Jesus is risen, there's always hope. Our world needs hope. There are so many people right now just waiting for hope. Our Asian and Pacific Islander neighbors who are being targeted by violence and racism. Thousands of children at our southern border who are alone and scared and stuffed into spaces that are no better than cages. Nurses at St. Vincent who are facing difficult decisions as they try to care for our city and provide for their families. Exhausted teachers and parents who feel like they've got nothing left. People are hungry for hope. And on this Easter, God is calling us to be people who embody hope in our weary world. To be messengers of hope however we can. To bring hope through our presence wherever we are able. To spread hope through our actions, whenever and wherever it's possible to proclaim the news that Jesus is risen. There is hope even when we wait because it's Easter and the tomb is empty and Jesus is risen. And that means that the hardest part is over. Thanks be to God. Amen.